Welcome to your new world of knowledge. I'm a twin mom, a HR leader by profession, a biochemist, an economist, and a humanist. I love reading and learning every single day, and I became inspired to share. Wisdom is everywhere. Application of it is what will make you stand out. So let's get learning about the 80-20 principles, how to turn your life and career around. Do you find yourself constantly working hard, putting in all the effort in life and business, and still things are not changing as fast as they should? There is nature's secret to super achievement. Individuals that understand the 80-20 concept have been using it to maximize personal and corporate productivity ever since. It's your turn to do so now. Before we proceed, what exactly is the 80-20 principle? In simplified form, the principle holds that a minority of causes, inputs, or efforts are responsible for the majority of the results. In other words, only a few things are responsible for the vast results we see around us. Just as only a few people control the majority of the world's wealth and only a few students come out in the top of their class. The 80-20 principle doesn't necessarily connote that exactly 80% of the results come from exactly 20% of the actions. The percentages are not always consistent. What's consistent is that few actions are really important in the whole scheme of things. Understanding this will help you prioritize the things that matter. What if the 80-20 principle can help you pinpoint potential loopholes in your business? Take out time to study the following three components of your business, your products, your customers, and your market position. How many products or product lines do you produce in a month, in six months, or a year? Choose the most reliable stats. And what are the sales and profit for these products? You will understand what customers patronize you the most and how often, as well as those that do not contribute significantly to your sales. You will most likely find an imbalance. Only few percentage to your total customers contribute to the bulk of your business profit. Go deeper to understand the reason for the trend. Is it that top 20% customers have more capital than the others? Why do your products not appeal much to the bottom 80%? Is it a cost problem or something else? Note all these down. So the analysis should reveal your position in the market. Now, what are creative ways to maximize your products, boost sales and increase profits? One great way to do this is to focus on serving the top 20% and make efforts to reduce losses coming from the body 80%. It's also a great idea to study your competitors. Understand if you have the same product line as them and if their market is moving. There is a reason your customers or clients are patronizing you and not your competitors. If you find out why and make things work in their favor by pleasing them, your business will continue to enjoy growth. Your job after discovering this top 20% is to figure out a way to keep them glued to your business. You might want to expand your market share in the future. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that, but don't lose sight of your existing market. Knowing your top customers should also influence your marketing strategy and the quality of business decisions you make from time to time. Target your marketing at the top 20% and you won't need to bother much about the marketing resources you put in because you know your efforts will surely pay off. 80-20 thinking for effective time usage is all about brainstorming creative ways to leverage time.
Approximately 80% of our results indeed come from 20% of the time we put in. Ask the most productive people and they'll tell you they aren't productive 24 hours of a day. There are specific times when each of us is highly productive. If you don't know your most productive times yet, the simple exercise here I'm about to tell you will help you find it. Think about the last time you felt really productive. Go over at least two more productive days and this is just the conclusion you will arrive at the certain to work predictably. After identifying at least three productive days in the past, the next step is to find out why and when you were productive on these days. Did you work at night, in the early hours of the day? What happened the day before that could have contributed to your productivity? How did you handle distractions on those days? Document your thoughts. Use recurring points as pointers to your productivity. You can also use a similar exercise to improve your happiness level. Have two blank sheets of paper, label them happiness and achievement islands respectively. On the first piece labeled happiness island, identify the things you did that make you happy on such happy occasions. Do the same for the achievement island. This may prove to be a mentally tasking activity as you may have to do some deep thinking, but it's all okay because you'll find gems that will become your secret productivity tools. A word of caution. As you carry out this exercise, try as much as possible to not put blames on the others for making you unhappy or unproductive. Blaming people won't help you make progress. We can't do without relationships. Life isn't meant to be lived in isolation, so we should always need people by our sides. It's pride to say you don't need anyone. Learn from nature. You were born into this world by your parents and you most likely have siblings and grew up having childhood friends even when you don't know anything about life. That's proof we need people. One important thing that you should know about relationships is that they influence who you become. The common saying is true. You become like the people you hang around. If your friends are all millionaires, it will only take time before you become one. Similarly, if they're all broke, you'll end up like them if you don't do anything about it. You cannot choose your family members, but you have the power to choose every other person you hang around. It's in your power to choose your significant other, your best friends, your professional allies, neighbors, and so on. Make it count. You might be wondering what and how 80-20 applies to relationships. Here's how. Study upon study has shown that we have limited space for close relationships. You can be friends with as many people as you want, but can only be close friends with a few people. These few people account for 20% or so of your overall relationships, but they make for more or less 80% of the value you get from those relationships. Since we have limited capacities for close and meaningful relationships, wisdom demands that you don't rush to fill your spaces. Take time to vet people. Aside from choosing your significant other and best friends, develop six or seven professional relationships as follows. One or two relationships with mentors, people you look up to. Two or three relationships with peers you can trust. One or two relationships with mentees you'll pour your life into. For every relationship you form, there are five attributes that will determine if the relationship will work or not. They include mutual enjoyment of each other's company, respect, shared experience, reciprocity, and trust. For most people, certain lifestyles remain a dream that will never come true. The main reason for this is that the majority of such people have limiting beliefs that keep them stuck in lifestyles they don't like. 
they hate their work, they don't like their relationships, their bank account is nothing to write home about, and they can't seem to do anything to change their situation. Another set of people similar to these are those that don't even know what they want out of life. These people just go through motions, taking whatever life throws at them. Don't feel bad if you belong to any of these categories, but understand that you can have the life you desire for yourself. To live the life of your dreams, you need to know exactly what it looks like. Pick a pen and paper or use a digital notepad to write down all the things you want out of your life. Make the list as exhaustive as possible. Next, who do you know that is living such a life? What did you do to get there and what are they doing that you are not? Success always has a blueprint. It's hard to speak on success and having it all without talking about careers. The reality is most if not all of us have to find work, at least as adults, and it's not bad to work. What's bad is fitting square pegs into round holes. Many people are doing just that. You'll find them in careers that don't suit their lives and they won't leave. If you don't like your job, you can still be in it if it's the only thing paying the bills, but don't forget to have an escape plan. As an example, let's say you'd like to be an author rather than working in your current accounting job. It's not reasonable to quit immediately. You could continue working with the accounting firm while building your writing career on the side. If you do this consistently and long enough, it will get you to the point where the income from your writing side gig will suffice to take care of you. When this happens, save some more from your accounting job. If you don't have anything saved for rainy days, then quit. As important as work and career are, it's still important that you live a balanced life. You should be happy on all fronts. If you're not, it shows that something is missing and you may need to apply 80-20 thinking to bring balance back to your life. If you're making progress at work but failing mar maritally, then you need to address that quickly. If it's your health that's suffering, pause and focus on it. The point is, don't live a lopsided life. Let each area of your life be healthy. That's how to truly be a happy person, and it's possible for others, it's possible for you too. Thank you for tuning in with me, your host, Nikki. Head over to Know With Nikki to get learning and get growing. It's time to elevate yourself.